You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What? Yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I'm behaving myself. I'm, no, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey, this is Jimmy Farrell from Monty and the Farrell, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I wanna ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts, there's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast 
Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. Alright, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty DeFaro. We've seen here at Indie Music TV. While we were uh, yeah. while we were sitting here, Farrow and I were talking about who like would be a special guest for the Rumble or whatever else. Yeah. And I have a prediction that Chris Masters, our guest next Saturday, will yeah. be at the Rumble this Saturday. Mm. And Farrow said, Not if I can get rid of get my hands on that guy. Well, I would have to go to the Rumble and stop him before he gets here. What, That's not happening. You, maybe you're the special guest at the Rumble. How do you think the fans would react if you came out at the Who Rumble? Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you want to know? That's what's going to happen. I'll get booed out of the building. They'll be waiting for like the rock, and out comes the croc. Oh, that was Triple H. Never mind. Scott in the yeah. house. JB in the house. Loose in the house. What Matthew is looking up? for Enzo, who said his name. During, right? Matthew Holland's name. Enzo said his name during the interview. You remember that? What did he say? He said Matthew Harland. Did he? RJ Hudson. I remember him saying Whose show starting soon, the after show with yeah. ESO and Chris Lee. Right. Nice. Jason in the house. Okay. See us, the first lady up, of Jay? wrestling has graced us with her Maria. presence. What is up, uh, everybody? Stinger's there, baby. Stinger. Roy Batiste, how are you? Hey, Roy. Uh, let me see who else we got. I Where's think Phil? Got. A mess is there. Yeah. Phil's here. I said is Phil. Is Phil? Did you say Phil? What's Phil up, Phil? is here. Phil is here. And it's the Thursday mess. Night. We got our, our special guest, but first we got to cover a few things there, Farrow. Okay. Are uh, you ready? Uh, I'm not sure. Usually you start with First of all, Farrow and shit. I had a wonderful dinner at the Pine Grove Inn in Patchogue. I'm full. I got to tell you. It's hard doing a show if on If you're on the island, if you're on the island, mm. yeah. and you're with your girl, okay. or with your family, sure. or even a hooker, <laughs> right? <laughs> Leave me out of this. <laughs> the Pine Grove Inn is the place. <laughs> uh, can I get Jello for my guest? What? Whipped cream, please? Jello! Yeah, with whipped cream. With whipped cream. Yeah, there you go. There you go, at the Pine Grove Inn. There you go. Oh, watch the show tonight. You're going to love the plug. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Actually, the food was fantastic. Place it was awesome. It was unbelievable. I'm full. It's hard to do a show when you're stuck Tell you with what, steak I was, and I went, all sorts I, of other good stuff. I said to my wife, we got to go back rocks. there tomorrow. I said, me and Farrah went today. got to go back tomorrow. You're going to go there two straight days? Two straight Man, days. Man, you're going to be chubsy-tubsy. I'm already chubsy-tubsy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you, you. are. Huh. Well, Wait a minute. Not that bad. Stop Just it. Tear me up. I do. Man rushed to the hospital <laughs> with insect. Are you listening? I'm trying to. <laughs> man <laughs> rushed to the hospital with insect bite given devastating diagnosis. Ooh, not good. A man who was rushed to the hospital with an ear infection was told he has just months to live after an illness has turned out to be a terminal brain tumor. Jeez. Dave Whitford, 49, first realized something wasn't right when he became dizzy and started vomiting while sitting in his garden. The next day, he was rushed to the hospital. Doctors told him he was suffering from an inner ear infection that had been caused by an insect bite. So if you're in the hospital, you're like, all right, thank God. It's just a fucking insect right. bite, right? Right. That's Life is good. Think. I'm going to survive. Actually, I wouldn't think that only because of the fact that being a huge, you know, the band Slayer, right? Yeah. You know what Jeff Hanneman died of? What? Died of a spider bite. Really? This is a legendary guitarist that I grew up watching and going to see. From a spider bite? Died from a sp complications from a spider bite. I think there was other Fuck. things involved, but a spider bite was a big trigger to it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Not cool. Wait a minute. You know what the article's? Complications from a spider bite and overdosing in heroin. No, there was and, nothing and like that. But, but, but there know, was nothing like that. that. I would not so. mention that. Just a spider no. bite. <laughs> no, by the way, he had eight pounds of heroin. <laughs> were found. That, that's not how Jeff In his passed. stomach. But, no, you know, was, we think the main reason was a, a spider bite. A spider bite. He did have other health problems. That's what I was alluding to. Not heroin. You 
fucking unbelievable. Angel of death. Anyway. Well, because Dave was still feeling sick and struggling for his balance, doctors performed a scan on his head, which revealed a small growth on his brain. Mm. The math that mass that was monitored for two years and it began to grow, doctors decided to move it. Oof. Remove it. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Then they discovered, oh, look, it's a brain tumor. Then they discovered the mass was actually an incurable brain tumor. So for two years, they played with this (laughs) guy. Who are these doctors, dude? Oh, look, it's a brain tumor. I tell you who they are. It's a bug bite. Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, and Dr. Howard. You never heard of them? Wow. It's it's horrible. Sad news. Yeah, no, that's, that's not cool. Not rapper cool, who no. allegedly tattooed sex trafficking victims oh. with name of his DJ business. From... <laughs> you can't wow. be serious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control you, sell you, right. and I'm going to tag you. Right, right. And if, you, and, if, and if you're nice enough, I'm going to bring you <clears throat> to the Pine Grove Inn with <laughs> some steak. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't tag or bag anybody. What are you doing? <laughs> By the way... Who names their kid, because this is the name of this fellow who likes to bag and tag with yes. The Wood. The Wood. The Wood. I don't know. Wood. Yeah, D-A-W-U-D. Congratulations, honey. This is your new son. What do you want to name him? Dwood? The Wood. What do you what? Well, you know, you know no, something, No, what do you want though? to name him? Dwood? You got you to gotta, you gotta understand something, though. The father's name was probably The Shit. And, uh, you know, you know what I'm getting at here? The, the Wood. Authorities, the Wood in, Sammy. authorities in Ohio are looking for public's help to find this Cleveland rapper wanted for sex trafficking charges who allegedly branded its victims with his company name. The Wood, Sammy, 42, was indicted on six felony counts related to human trafficking. Hold on. I got to get to my computer. All right. Thank you very much. Unbelievable. Thank God for Spidey. I got to tell you. Rocks. And promoting prostitution in December after authorities <laughs> Received tips after operating trafficking ring and advertising sex for sale online. Online. All he needed to do was just play it safe and just advertise for the for, for Pine he, Grove Inn. What just, the fuck's wrong just, with this just guy? Explain something to me. Yeah. How does a person? He's not a person. Like get controlled by a John? Like how does that even happen? Like how? Desperation. Usually, women who have no family or support. Uh, or have low self-esteem of themselves. This is how Charlie Manson was Charlie Manson. you got to mm. understand that. Interesting. The ability to look for and prey upon weaknesses is, is what people, and I hate calling this guy a person because he's really not, what monsters like this specialize in. They usually can recognize weakness in the female and just take complete advantage. And if anyone didn't it. know it, that Sick. is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. How? So, Jimmy, I was listening to Tommy Dreamer giving credit on... Uh, he was on awake? Busted Open. I did. You, wow. I stayed awake. Good job. Lots of coffee, but I stayed awake. <laughs> I bet. Extra sugar. He was giving credit to Tony Khan for buying copyrighted entrance music for AEW's Pro Wrestling Superstars. And okay. I started thinking to myself, like, you know, that's kind of like a cheap way out. I don't agree with Tommy at all. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, and I said, you know what? Coming out of, off the great Wisteria Hall uh, appearance last week, which, by the way, the fans loved. I Thank loved you. it. It was fantastic. Thank you. Um, we're going to do a couple more bands coming up, too, I think. I really do enjoy that. And I got to tell you, your voice, man, a lot of people giving you a lot of props. Even my father, even my father said, I caught, I caught Mr. Farrell on the last show. Mm-hmm. He's got a hell of a voice, he Thank said. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I was wondering about it, but I appreciate that, and I pulled through. <laughs> All right, so I put together a list of the top 10 entrance songs for wrestling, Mm -hmm. okay? And you can tell me if you agree or not agree, okay? Okay. Number 10, DX, Are You Ready? Greatest themes of all time. Yes. Yeah, that would be in my top 10, Are You Ready from DX. That's absolutely, wow, at number 10, what kind of list is this going to be? This is a killer list. Now, again, a song that wasn't copyrighted. It was made by the WWE. That's right. So that was my point. Tommy Dreamer doesn't really know. Are you ready? Unbelievable. Amazing. But Great then to, song. And then to prove me wrong, at Go number eight, I chose... Well, that's ten. Where's nine? A nine, I'm sorry. Number nice. nine, nice. I chose Iron Man, the Road Warriors theme. Hmm. Well, Iron Man is one of the greatest, uh, you know, obviously heavy metal songs ever written slash but hard I, rock. as far as wrestling goes... Boy, it sure suited them, didn't it? How great was that? I don't want to jump the gun, but I'm hoping if that's on this list, then something else better damn well be that's Road Warrior related. Here comes the axe and here comes the smasher. Um, That better be on here. Number eight, 
That um says it all, folks. Stay tuned for me to Rant and Rage. Number eight. Number eight, Metalingus from Alter Bridge, <sighs> the Edge theme song. Can't argue with this. You know, by the way, I was recently... I, have you seen Alter Bridge live? Yes, I have. How was he live? Fantastic. You are so fortunate. I want to see Huge him... Huge Bridge As fan. soon as possible. Alter Bridge is amazing. Even the Judgment His Day voice is Alter incredible. Bridge song... That's the great. Is unbelievable. It's great. Uh, he gives me chills. I got chills right now. But again, about his voice. They did Miles Kennedy, man. Metalingus Whoa. is an is a copyrighted song. Correct. So correct. Tommy Dreamer seems to really know. Maybe I don't know what I'm no, talking about. No, I think it's selective. It depends on the wrestler. But keep going. Number Whatever. seven, Walk, Pantera cover, oh, Rob Pantera, just, Van Dam. Amazing, just amazing, amazing. You know, and it's funny too, though. Let's give a little props to WWE. It's not Walk. I, I come on, I'm a huge Pantera fan, so I've seen him a million times. You know, rest in peace, Dimebag and uh, Vinny. But uh, one of a kind was a great song for Rob Van Dam. They did a good job with. Oh, that. I loved one of a kind. They did a good job with that, but you can't. You know, I do agree. Pantera Walk is the number one theme for Rob. It was amazing. Number six, for whom the bell tolls, the Undertaker theme music. That's great. That is that is iconic. That's an original, though, right? That is an original. Right. That's not for whom the bell tolls. It is Metallica, Metallica doing a WWE Unde- original. Understand. Right. Understand. So I call that yeah. not copyrighted music. Oddly enough, my favorite uh, music for the Undertaker was the Attitude Era music for him with the heavy guitar. You got to go back. Oh, to that, was, that yeah. was fantastic. That's almost a hidden gem today. Yeah. People don't even think about it. What a great theme that was. Number four, Cult of Personality, CM Punk. That's incredible. That's a that's a great theme. Tell me, tell me what you said to me about that song, how it fit the character. Well, I, again, it, it when you're deciding what fits for a character, I almost don't think you should factor in. Well, I got to pay royalties if you have the budget that WWE clearly has and the profit uh, profits that they make. It wouldn't factor in with me, but I wouldn't be automatically leaning towards giving a famous song to a wrestler. It depends on the wrestler his vibe, and what works for what he's trying to present. So that's where I would apply it. I mean, if there's a great theme song that, you know, you obviously have in the past, you know, Jim Johnson, you've had all your professional writers. If they've given you something and you listen to it and you see that guy's face and he just comes to audition and wants to, and you see, you hear that music, you you give it to him. Like the Ultimate Warrior was. That's incredible theme music. Oh, my God. That wasn't from ACDC. No, it's not my top ten, but it's one of the great ones. How is that not in the top ten? Well, yeah, Stingers Stingers just wrote, you know, Hogan's 2NWO music. I'm going to. But Amazing. I'm going to say, Stingers, Amazing. check it out. Amazing. Number three, I chose Hulk Hogan, Voodoo Child, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. I can, uh, you know, uh, honestly, I would put I'm a Real American and uh, the NWO theme over it. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But I did, uh, did always dig it. I did always dig it when he came. When they, he was the playing. And, and yeah. It was great. It's not that it's not great. Listen, this is Monty's list. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. sure that there'll be some mm-hmm. disagreements. Number two. Glass Shatters. Oh, come on. Stone Cold. Uh, just, now, that's made by Disturbed, but just, not copyrighted yeah, music. That's just insane. That is just fantastic. I think you're going to be shocked through this one, Farrell, but I thought about it long and hard, mm-hmm. and I got to be honest with you. Yeah. The greatest theme song in the history of wrestling, I'm sorry, I'm going with The Game by Motorhead. Bow Down to the Game? Bow or, Down to the King's different or song, the, or right? The, or The King of King Kings. Of, it's King of Kings. Okay, yeah. They're both great, by the way. They are both great. No, <laughs> they're they both are. great. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. It is great stuff. How is I'm a real American not on this list? How is Demolition's theme not on this There's list? There's so many That's of madness. them. There are How so is the many. Ultimate Warriors? How about theme? Randy not- Orton's theme song? I love Randy Orton's theme. It's fantastic. There are so many great... Honky Tonk song. He's cool. He's cocky. He's bad. Oh, my God. And let's not forget... We all forget about the Raw intros, mm-hmm. right? Or even the SmackDown intro, mm-hmm. Beautiful People, Blah, but the Raw. Give me a little clip of the Raw If intro. they refuse to see the change in me, why don't they wake up? I love that shit. Wake up, wake that up, song is wake great. up. Oh, my God. And then, and then the explosion. Roll to the music. You hear that guitar? The place is going berserk? Yeah, that was good shit. JB2 says the Hardys. Great, great theme. Phil Great says uh, Triple H's first song, Our Time, very good. That's cool. That is I cool. I don't remember that, man. Our Time! Our Time! Weird, Oh, that's weird, right. Weird. That's right. Am I doing a good job of making this? Uh, Jay Will, know? Pomp and Circumstance, Macho oh, Man. Oh, my God. Incredible. ESO, Pile Driver. Not for nothing, Ric Flair's music is incredible. 
Dude, there's so many. There's so the list many. Is coming. We could the go. Car crash from Razor. What was that one? Razor's car crash. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that music. Great so, songs on that. I guess my point was, you know what? You, you are right, Pharaoh. Sometimes a guy needs a copyrighted song. It, if it fits. But like, what do you feel about Jungle Boy coming out to his music? Love it. You it like fits that. him. I think it's fantastic. You know what's a great theme? I wonder how many of you remember this one. Let's see if they can guess it. Let's see if you can guess it. WCW. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. LWO baby, Latino world. Oh, Scott, boom, Scott says boom, out there, oh, stand boom, back. Boom, stand back. Is stand back's classic. That's just great. I could watch stand. Just watching Vince. Yeah, Vince was a wait, singer. No chance in hell. Oh man, you got to be kidding, right, bro. Me. We got to guess, so I don't want to wow. go on you know too what? You long. You know what we should do? One right. of these days, we should just do a massive list, like the twenty-five greatest. We'll do our homework yes, and yes. try to figure out what belongs on that list. I agree. Wow. I would like to thank the band that sings the theme. Talk about theme songs. Yeah. Our, yeah. Monty and the Farrow's theme song, our own Jimmy Farrell, along with his partner, Mark <clears throat> Griggs. If you haven't seen the episode from last week, catch it. They were incredible. Mysterio Hall, such, such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Download them off of Spotify, Apple Music, or Reverb Nation. If you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. We're over 2 million views are seen. Catch us on the Monty and the Pharaoh Facebook Live page. Here's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, the Monty and the Pharaoh Twitch TV page. Or where any audio broadcast is shown, you can catch Monty and the Pharaoh. We're also on New York Cable, if you're lucky enough to live in New York, on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 and on uh, Saturday mornings at 11.30 where you'll see our guests on a reduced version. Or if you're not into Channel 115, catch us on Wednesdays on Channel 20 at 7 p.m. Fast question. Are we we retiring Bartman for a little while? I've noticed I'm not doing it lately, and that's fine. My voice appreciates it. I don't. You usually used to stop and be like, you know, okay, here's your cue. Hit the stupid note. Go ahead. Bartman. There you there go. You go. I would right. never, I, I'm not sure what's that. going on here, folks. Listen, we got a pretty exciting good. show. You know, <laughs> Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast tries to bring you the best in professional wrestling, where we're bringing you new, tie, new fangled stars and the old yeah. school stars, which we love. We've had so many Hall of Famers in here, and very rarely do we have an opportunity to speak to some of the young and up-and-coming indie guys who could be the future guys you see on the channel. That's right. So we're really excited. After this commercial break, we will be with Ricka. guest Ricka. Ricka Wildly. Nice. See you in a second. Sir? Ah. Manscaped? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped. What are you thinking about Manscaped, dude? Love it. it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. (laughs) The only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows. Yeah. That you see. These caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all all I have. And that's all I want. That's the So Manscaped is a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man, it's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to uh, go do I a deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be... Ch- Hairless or a little hair, racing stripe or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush. <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, mm. then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line? That I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both sides of that. I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. 
yeah, look what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest, gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get, though, I don't, I think, I don't think I can be as... Uh, <laughs> I found it! I found it! Have you ever gone down there and, like, just, like, you, she slowly brings down the underwear, then... What is... Retro. Just Absolutely. Retro? You're like, whoa! Wow! Yeah, like, like it pops out? Do you, like, walk out, or what do you do? No, I, tr I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage. You He's a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> gotta give him an yeah, not, all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> listen, can't, I couldn't... I couldn't Super say, Bush! I couldn't say... Well... <laughs> If you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, with that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break and anyway. be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a drop kick second. A drop kick. And Nitro's Garage, for all your automotive needs, call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. The sleeping guy during the... Uh... During the Manscaped commercial, people seem to love him. Well, that's Negan from Walking Dead. <laughs> He's taking a nap. He's tired. Uh, Too much wrestling. All right. Well, I want to welcome our guest. And don't don't let him scare everybody. I'm already freaked. Are you really? A, a little bit. Rika Wildly. Rika, welcome. How are you? <laughs> it's Rika Wildly. I am doing amazing. Doing amazing. I'm just saying. You guys are pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We try. But enough about our looks. Let's find something else to laugh at. Ah, oh, come on now. <laughs> uh, he's, he's trying to... He's trying so, to... Rika, it's an honor to have you on. Um, I caught you on the internet, and I'm like, this guy, he's got something. For the, the Monty Nefaro family out there, can you, can you tell them a little about you and how you decided to get into wrestling and... What's up with the gimmick? <laughs> well, I wanted to be a wrestler since I was about eight years old. And as it says today, I am 33 and have finally set my sights on bigger and better things in the wrestling world. Not just being a fan, not just being a viewer, just finally getting in ring. And as far as the gimmick goes... I didn't see anybody else doing it. <laughs> so I just decided to turn on the bright lights, make them brightest at match time. So every time I grace the screen or grace the ring, I always captivate the audience. <laughs> when did you start wrestling? Because at 33, I'm wondering how long you've been doing it. Professionally for about two years. So officially started at 31. What causes you at the age of 31 to suddenly go, you know what, this is what I want to try. It's, I just find it unusual. What, what, what led up to this, this creation? Well, I had a child at 17 years old. I was a young father. So as he grew up and he got older... I've all, like I said, I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler and I kind of put it on the back burner to make sure that, you know, he was raised properly and I could do the daddy thing and do all that. So as he got older, I went off, I got married and I was actually in Cancun, Mexico on my honeymoon with my new bride. And I woke up one morning and I looked over at her and I just said, if I don't do it now, I'm getting to the age to where it's, you know, the window is slowly closing. If I don't make a move now and try to try to focus my energy on becoming a wrestler, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. And to be honest, that's one of my biggest fears is dying with regrets, the what ifs, you know what I mean? And sure. um, about 30 minutes after I said that to her, we were outside, we were feeding the birds on the balcony, you know, real romantic type stuff. And, uh, one of my friends messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, you know they just opened a school not far from where you live. I said, there's no way. You know, I, I've been around this area my entire life, and 
if there was a wrestling school around my area, I would be the first to know about it. And come to find out, they had just opened up a few months earlier. I had yet to see them, and I made the call about 15, 20 minutes later from Mexico, and um, the rest is history. Started going to school, and bam. How did you find the acceptance coming, considering you're not starting as young as a lot of wrestlers are? How did you find the acceptance in the locker room? Did the age make a difference with the other guys in the locker room? Was it a smooth transition? Because this must have been a shock to your body, too. You're making a major choice. What was the rosters like around you? Was the age a factor at all? Well, um, there was me and one fellow that was around my age. He's actually a little tiny bit older than me, but me and him kind of clicked real tight. His name is Jake Fury. Uh, you can look him up, but we clicked real tight because of our you know, age and things like that. And a lot of the other guys were a little bit younger than us and, and some really young. X Storms is one. He's 21 years old, mm-hmm. came in fresh out of high school, basically, and um really make his mark in you know in the wrestling world and being older knowing what i know about the wrestling business and being able to talk to these guys about you know character and presence and and direction and all of that kind of stuff now i'm no professional i've never been in front of a professional crowd in a professional setting at this point when i joined the school but i've dreamed about it and pretended about it since i was a child and it's one of those things, you know, once you get the option to push that little bit of knowledge onto somebody who could actually use it and grow from it, it's a beautiful thing. And that's why I came into the school, ears open, you know, ready to learn. And, and thank God for that. My coach, Dapper Danny Davis, he's a Mid-South legend. Um, he's one of those guys that made it possible for me to be on your screen today. You know, made it possible for me to go out and achieve my dream. Do you prefer the E in entertainment? Because I can clearly see that you know your your if your stick, your gimmick, your character clearly is entertainment first. Uh, were you concerned with uh, how wrestling is usually today a flip flop fest? And you know, I'm just curious as to how you. We're going to approach all of this. Like, how am I going to wrestle? I mean, entertainment must have been at the top of your idea, though. As the package. Well, goes. the way I look at it is this: when I come into, when I came into the wrestling world and was deciding on my gimmick and all of that kind of stuff, the way I looked at it was, what is wrestling missing nowadays? Hmm. What What does wrestling need now? There's a thousand people who can wrestle. There's a hundred thousand people who can wrestle and wrestle amazingly, mm-hmm. but they're missing gimmicks. They're missing characters. You know, what got over, what, you know what really captivated me when I was a young, when I was young and really was watching wrestling and doing all that? It was the characters. It was the something that you don't see every day walking down the street. That is what wrestling has become nowadays is there's not many actual gimmicks, in-depth characters. I mean, you got Bray Wyatt and things like that. You know, they're the exception. But for the majority, for the majority of it, it's just everyday guys putting on some tights coming out there with a normal name you know used to it was earthquake and rowdy roddy piper and all of this kind of stuff and it really you they had something to develop on you know having these guys other than their amazing wrestling ability there's not much of a gimmick for a lot of guys and and i think that's where the wrestling business right now is you know falling you know falling apart on so that's why I wanted to bring a little charisma, a little something that people, regardless if I'm wrestling or not, they're going to remember the lights. They're going to remember the mask. They're going to remember the hand gestures and all of that kind of thing. You know, It's just one of those deals that I want them to remember who I am many, many days, months, weeks, years, whatever, after they see me wrestle, perform, cut a promo, whatever it is. So one thing I notice is you're wearing the gimmick. How difficult is it to wrestle in that mask? The mask, not hard at all. I, it's it's really secure. I've been wearing it, like I said, for going on two years now, and it's only, you know, faltered one time, um, and and it wasn't even a big deal. It didn't actually come off or anything like that. So. The jacket, I take off when I go out there. The top hat, obviously, I take off when I go out there. But as far as the mask goes, it's pretty secure. I don't have a problem wrestling in it at all. 
Now, were you like Mill Maskeris? Do you like wear the mask 24-7 so no one knows your identity? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> what? Really? I, ba I basically wear it. I mean, I do have a day job, obviously. I mean, okay. I, I am a 9-to-5 working-class citizen. But, um, <laughs> but as far as the mask goes, when I am the day of the show, the mask goes on first thing in the morning. Stays on. Until I break down the ring and I go home and I walk through my front door, the mask stays on. Now, you're a scary character, right? So how do the younger audience, how are they affected by you? Are they scared? Are they, are they, because you're, you're a kind of a clown gimmick, right? They love it. And that's what's weird, as you would think, with the, with the grungy voice and the, and the weird hand gestures and the lights and all that thing. You would think it would scare a lot of kids, but to be honest, I'm their favorite TV character. I'm every cartoon they've ever watched. Right. Right. So they love it. Now, what <laughs> wrestling organizations do you work for? Can you share that with the fans? Um, yes, I am currently with and working with United Wrestling Entertainment out of Alexandria, Louisiana. I am working with New Hope Extreme Wrestling in Arkansas, February 11th and the 25th, and Chair Metal Wrestling in Waldron, Arkansas, um, March, no, April 22nd. That's it. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, jumping around wrestling here and there but that's the way you got to do you got to get in front of the fans you know you got to chase it it won't find you you got to find it you know what i mean what would you say to the fans uh, if you were asked to describe your wrestling style for those who are curious my wrestling style is very simple old school lucha okay that's 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 the way i'm going to put it like i'm going to say not as technical but early Eddie, even even as far as the basic technical stuff I use is like early William Regal, you know, like WCW Regal. Interesting. Okay. You know, okay. so so it's that's the kind of stuff I, I style my my in ring ability after because I just love how smooth and flawless those techniques were. I told you before the show when we were chatting before we came on air that. You give me a Jeff Hardy vibe somehow. Is he one of your major influences? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely he is one of my major influencers. And, and one day I know he's you know on his last little run as a wrestler, but I would love to meet the man just to tell him, you know, thank you for inspiring me and pushing me to become a wrestler myself and take this and make it something that people haven't seen. Kind of take a little bit of him and a little bit of me and, you know, give the fans something new to, to, to focus on. Now, now, do you go searching for bookings, or how many wrestling promotions are in that Louisiana belt uh, that are looking for wrestlers? There's a few, but as far as the Louisiana, um, Louisiana federations and things like that go, organizations go, most Louisiana wrestlers find bookings and go work Texas, because Texas is, is I mean, as we know, the Dallas Sportatorium and all of the history that wrestling has in Texas, that's where all the federations are and all the organizations and academies and things like that are really, you know, above and beyond over there. So most Louisiana wrestlers, whether you want to be a manager, whatever, whatever, they go over there. But that's what makes the UWE that I work for and the academy that I learned from here in Louisiana that much more amazing because – there is nothing else around Louisiana, so all the talent really come here. All all the people that want to learn to train and learn to wrestle come to the UWE. Now you said so, you said you were a fan since eight years old. Were your parents fan of pro, fans of pro wrestling? My dad watched it when he was a kid because his grandpa watched it, like the old Mid South stuff, you know, the Memphis territories and things like that. You know, way back when. Uh, he used to watch it when he was a kid, and as he got older, he just kind of fell off of it, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a kid in school or, or what really broke me into the wrestling world, per se, but I just remember, what, like, I don't know if it was, I think it was my cousin, actually. 
we had the VHS Boyhood Dream Shawn Michaels cassette. You know, the VHS tape. And that was the first wrestling video I believe I ever watched. And ever since then, it was a wrap. I was, I was hooked. So... You grow up this wrestling fan, and now you have the fi- you finally get this opportunity to become a pro wrestler. Did it meet your expectations, or did you find out that this world of wrestling is a bunch of freaks and wackadoos, and you're like, <laughs> this is a disappointment? It opened my eyes, is what it done. It, it turned me from a fan just watching on TV to really understanding what I'm watching because the average fan that sits there and watches Raw or SmackDown or what AEW, Dynamite, whatever, um, they watch it and they see all these people doing these things, but they don't understand the real cinematography and the real work, you know, workmanship and everything that goes into putting on these amazing matches, the real struggle it takes to train and do all this stuff and make these look as just careless and as smooth and as beautiful as possible for the fans to enjoy. And that that's why I love knowing what I know now about how wrestling actually works. As far as my expectations, it was may, way more than I ever could have expected. Because growing up where I grew up, in a small little town where I grew up, I had a lot, a lot of people tell me, Hey, grow up, dude. You're from such and such. Wrestling don't happen here. And wrestlers don't come from here and that's such a far-fetched dream you know just dream killers man and now these same dream killers are coming up to my merch table asking for a picture asking for a shirt or an autograph quite ironic isn't it i i love the gimmick i think it's a great idea i think you play it really well like i said i caught you on the internet and i'm like i gotta bring this guy on the show not for nothing he's spooky as shit he's spooky as shit shit. i will tell you the one thing i don't (laughs) like about you is louisiana (laughs) yeah how do you live in louisiana how do you live there he needs to know oh my god you gotta fill him in well uh like i said earlier when we were talking uh before the show I grew up here, central Louisiana. You know, where I live is between Jonesville and uh, Alexandria, Louisiana, and there's almost nothing here. There's no work. There's no jobs. And if you want to work or you want to pursue a dream or anything like that, you do have to move off. Wow. But the one thing that has really put me above and beyond as far as a character like myself coming from Louisiana, such a small rural place, is the Internet. <laughs> all these different social media apps and all of these things that I can get in front of millions and millions of people and never leave the comfort of my home. <laughs> you know, without the internet, I mean, like, let's say you had, you know, been younger many years back and you tried this. Do you think you would have had as much success at all without the help of the internet? Well, as far as the gimmick goes, <laughs> well, yes, as far as the gimmick goes, definitely not. Right, right. I mean... It really helps me pursue the character because it's just bright. Mm-hmm. It, it's bright, very bright. So it keeps people wondering what's next because they're always looking for those lights. It could be no matter what match I'm on in the, on the show, in the card, whatever, they're always looking for those lights. And being from Louisiana, if I was, say, 10 years older, and I had to do old VHS promos and, you know, cut them on a big old, you know, VHS recorder. Yeah. That's what I had when I was a kid. That was the first camera I ever had. I've got pictures. I wish I would have sent them to you guys, but I've got pictures of me as a kid holding this big VHS camera outside recording on my trampoline and recording on my, in my backyard ring thing I built, but it was only me. There was no crowd. There was no real people to wrestle. It was only me. But in my head, it was the most amazing thing ever. But if I had to do what I'm doing now, 15 years ago, definitely not. I don't think it would work. Gotcha. The Ricker Wild Lee that we're looking at right now, I got to ask you, was this look instantaneous or did you do like a Kiss metamorphosis? Because if you look at Kiss's debut album, their makeup is not the same. As by the time they hit their prime. So was this look already nailed or did you slowly 
add to it until we got what we're looking at right now? Um, actually, when the Rick Wildly character was born, it was actually before the wrestling, um, the in-ring wrestling started. There is a group on Facebook I'm a part of called the VOH, the Voice of Honor. They um, do promo battles on Facebook, okay? So basically, they have characters on there. You make a character. They put these two promos shit-talking, basically, against okay. each other. And then they judge that, and that's winners. They have belts and all that kind of stuff. So Both I joined that. Shit-talking, Mike. Yes. It's, it's promo okay. battles. Interesting. It's promo okay. battles. Gotcha. It, I mean, almost, almost like a they, rap um, battle. Yes. Matter of fact, I am the current... VOH tag team champion. Belt. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Yes. Nice. Well, Rick, one, one, thing I, one thing I want to find out is if you're really a true clown. So what we put together is something called a little program, Catch That Clown. Okay. What's going to happen is Pharaoh's going to name, just say a name, and you're going to tell me if this was a clown or it's not a clown. Now, you'll be graded on this, and we'll officially see if you've earned <laughs> the reputation ship? you're trying to build. His clown ship. A clown ship. His clown Very ship. good, Pharaoh. Yeah, I love Very his good look, clown so he's, ship. Already, he's already half All right, so Pharaoh will give you a name, yeah. and you'll t all you have to say is, are they a clown and not a clown, and if you have any experiences with that particular clown. Interesting. All right, Pharaoh. I can't believe you get – by the way, this is. I almost feel like he's shooting on me. What is this? Catch that <laughs> – Clown. Okay, Ricka, let's start. Let's go. With, wow, this is insane. Uh, okay, let's start with Ronald McDonald. Of course, he's a clown. I think he's a clown. He's a great. Ah, oh, the Look belt. He got up. He the, got the belt. The belt. You're nice. okay. So it should have been a ring now, Ricka. It's going to get much more difficult. It Farrell, is. Go ahead. Oh my God. That's okay. fine. I was never good at tests. So far, so good, though. Let's go with the uh, Hulk Hogan, in my opinion, of clowns. The Bo Hulk Hogan of clowns. He is. Wow. How about Bozo the Clown? <laughs> Bozo the Clown? Okay, then. I don't know. The last name's Bozo the Clown. I wonder if he's a clown. He's, he's the Maybe he just should have said Bozo. <laughs> okay, how do you feel about Bozo? Uh, yes, of course, he's a clown. Yeah, yeah. He's a clown. I don't know. Is he oh! Yeah, Rick. Okay. Boy, he's, right. he's faring wildly. So far, this. doing very... Yes, yes you are doing wildly. <laughs> what is this? I don't even know who the fuck this is. All right, I'll give it a shot. I'll try to say it right. Oleg Popov. Ooh, that's who a tough one, Rekka. Oleg Popov. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say, yes, he's a clown. <laughs> oh, oh, oh you, man. You didn't study for this, Ricka? What's going on? This guy is <laughs> earning his clown. Oh, clownship. my God. I recognize that clown. Hold he is on a second. I, now it's getting tougher, buddy. Oh, this it's is really this tougher. Is, you know what? Before I ask you, I'm going to throw my own two cents in. This this clown has no peer. <laughs> Evan Ginsberg. <laughs> no. Look at him. He's I mean, dropping his head. <laughs> you sure you don't want to go hide in the closet when you answer this one? So you're saying you're Evan right. Ginsberg is not a clown? I Ricka. mean, think carefully, Ricka. Yes, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who that is. You, you wait a minute. How does he get a bell when he doesn't even know who it is? You don't well, get a gig Evan Ginsberg, in my opinion, is a clown, but officially not a clown. So Rick is right. I think we should. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ring um, the bell again for Ricka. Hey. Because Spidey's not paying. There All we right. go. Next okay. question, there, Farrah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On. Or. <clears throat> uh, Number five, Eric Sims. This is a tough one, Rick. <laughs> no. He's, He's not a clown? Wow. No. Wow. I actually agree with that. But Sims eats a lot. Yeah, but that's just a guy who eats a lot. He's not a clown. <laughs> that's true. He just eats a lot. <laughs> true. It, you know where, you know where he eats. A, he's just a human who eats. He eats at the Pine Grove Inn. He do, no, he doesn't. He doesn't? It's too expensive for him. <laughs> Cheap guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, next Okay, up. let's get to the next. Who the hell? Coco? Coco. Coco the Clown? Oh! This, this, this guy, guy is, is killing it. Wow. He's killing it. You are a clown. Oh, my God. Dude, he's already passed. He's a clown connoisseur. Oh, this guy's a fucking clown. <laughs> I can't answer this. I can answer this one. For, uh, never mind. Okay, Ricka. How about Jerry, Jerry Sorrentino? How about him? Jerry Sorrentino. <laughs> no. Ricka. 
Holy shit! Wait a second. <laughs> this guy's good. How is he getting every single one right? I don't know. Did you, Ricky? Did you get a hold of the script before uh, you came on the air? By any chance? Are <laughs> oh, you a uh, magical uh, clown? He's got superpowers. He does have superpowers. He does have superpowers. I love his gimmick, man. <laughs> I, I'm going home and putting a black light on with the manscape. <laughs> there you go. It's gonna be. Oh, this is the greatest ever. How about Krusty? Krusty the clown. Oh yeah. That was good. Wow. It sounded just like him. A... Holy shit. That was You're great. getting 100 right Dude, now, Dude, he's got 100. Wait a minute. This guy's a clown king. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. This is a hard one. This is a very difficult one. And I don't. This, I, this I is... do not think he's going to get it. He's uh, not going to get is, it. Uh, you know what? Good luck, Ricka. John Wayne Gacy. M my favorite clown. Oh, God. <laughs> he got it right, didn't he? Didn't he? I'm waiting for. Oh, he, he did. got it right. He got it Your right. Your favorite clown? Wow. Oh, crap. Don't book him out here. If anyone doesn't know John Wayne right. Gacy is, John Wayne Gacy is one of the great, biggest mass murderers in the history of this country. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Rick's favorite clown. Oh. Well, he's, um, I'm a historical connoisseur. There you go. So, uh... There you go. I mean, a, a steel cage match between him and Dahmer. Look out. Ratings. <laughs> Done. All right. The final one. I hope you get this one. Are you sure you want me to ask this? Because we don't ever know who's listening. <laughs> you gotta. All right. It's the rules of the script. Hey, listen. In my book, a clown is a clown. <laughs> there you go. Joe Biden. <laughs> the biggest clown of them all. <laughs> yes! That's good, Mel Rick Wally, you are the recipient of 100. Perfect score. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Thank you. You, my Thank friend, you. are a killer clown. <laughs> you are a killer clown. That was amazing. Oh, great job, oh, Ricka. Great, great job. job. Great job. All right, so, Ricka, we're going to get a little serious here. With I'd, I'd like you uh, awesome. to join in on this conversation. Please. All right. By all means. So, recently, Vince McMahon reportedly settles with former WWE referee over rape allegations. Ooh. WWE executive chairman Vince McMahon agreed to pay a multi-million dollar settlement Last month, to a former referee who accused him of raping her nearly 40 <laughs> years ago. Let me repeat that. 40 years she's, ago. She's very patient. After the very scandal patient. ridden, longtime head of the company returned to the WWE's board after his resignation last year. McMahon settled for the announcement with Rita Charlton. Mm. Farrow. Yeah, probably settled with her just to get her to shut the fuck up and get lost. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell 40 you. Give me a years. break. Give me a fucking break. Give me hold a break. the fuck up. Yeah. Give me a hold fucking on, hold break. Hold on. Rika's got something First to say. First off, wasn't, wasn't he an announcer at this point? Right. Well, he's still old. Okay, so. Well, I'm just saying, like, who's to say that this referee chick and the announcer didn't hook up on many occasions? Right. I'm not saying that it was or wasn't. I'm just saying, like, how can you come up 40 years later and be like, oh, yeah, by the way. Yep. Yep. You know. It smells. Seems fishy to me. Well, yeah. here's my it question to the whole thing, right? So the scenario is, is that she wanted to talk to Vince about some stuff, and he coerced her to come into the limousine at that point. He forced herself upon her. Because Vince can't get any chicks. No, he can't. He can't. He needs <laughs> right. to rape a referee. Right. He, That's right. what he needs to do because he, he's desperate. <laughs> that face looks like a catcher's mitt, by the way. Yeah, but or let's a not, foot. Let's not face shame. Perhaps a here. foot, but okay. <laughs> You're going with foot, I say catcher's yeah. mitt. Yeah. But here's the question. Catcher's mitt. <laughs> Play ball! Not now! <laughs> You're fired. You're um, fired. Here's my point. Wow. So she's so upset about being raped. She's She's destroyed right who does she tell mario mancini and andre the giant that's who she's gonna go to to tell her problems to mario mancini the jobber right and andre the giant right who probably couldn't even understand it because he was on his seventh case of beer but that's okay i mean I, come on did vince, here did vince did, rape you pretty lady i mean what is this 40 years in the desert <laughs> biblically i have to right. wait 40 years before i go after the evil you know Vince McMahon. No, I'm not. Vince McMahon didn't have billions of dollars back then. You got to wait 40 years sometimes. Right. You know, right. He only had millions. Oh, wait until right. he just right. settles right. with everybody because he doesn't want to be. Uh... Yeah, he just wants everybody to shut <laughs> up. All right. So if, uh, shut up. Who is Rita Charlton? She was a WWE's first female referee who accused Vince McMahon of rape 
makes new revelations. Oof. Rita Charlton, Oof. 64, who became a licensed wrestling referee in New York in 1984, had, was previously accused by Vince McMahon publicly of forcing himself in a limo in a 1992 interview with Geraldo Rivera. Mm. Unfortunately, the WWE star, hold on, I just went too far on my script here. Uh, unfortunately, WWE star had already been in numerous scandals before because of which Charlton's accusations got lost in the shuffle. So it got lost in the shuffle because right. he's had so many accusations. That's a hell of a deck he shuffled for to be lost for 40 years. Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Have you seen my fucking, uh, you know, ace of spades? I can't find the card. You know what really is annoying, though? Think about this for a second. This really bothers me. 1984 is the changing point. Vince's father is is fading away, right? And Vince Jr. is coming in. Mm. You mean to tell me with a straight face that this female, by the way, the first female referee? Yeah. You think right. this idea came from senior? No. This idea, this revolutionary forward thinking, reeks of Vince McMahon Jr. He gives her a huge Thank break. You. Makes history for her. Makes her the first female referee in the history of the business. And this is the thanks he gets. Yep. Let me talk shit on Geraldo. What did Geraldo give him I'm 20 bucks saying, and promise to show Al Capone's vault? I mean, what look, are we talking about? I'm just here? saying, before all these accusations came to light, could anybody name the first female referee in WWF? Nope. Thank you. Yep. This clown's brilliant. Rico, what are the thoughts of the younger wrestling fan about Vince McMahon? Ooh, this should be interesting. All they see is Alzheimer's. All they see is this old man. They don't focus on him. What do you see? What do, I see business. I see money. Regardless of how old he gets, his pockets will never empty. That's is there, why... Is there respect, love, or indifference, or even hatred towards Vince McMahon, your own opinion of him? There will always, if I was to meet Vince McMahon, I could do nothing but shake his hand for giving the world the product that it has. Thank you. And regardless if I like him as a person or like whatever, there's nothing that I could say bad about Vince McMahon because he created, without him, I would have no life. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I wouldn't right. have had a, right. something to attach myself to as a child. You know, it's one of those things like Vince McMahon is the godfather, literally, of everything that I know. Right. Everything that I've aspired to be. So, always respect for that man. Mike, I'd like to throw this out there, too. I think you should heavily consider trying to pursue Mr. Bray Wyatt to get into the funhouse. You should be there. You should be there. You should be I there. I agree. You should be there. I would love to be in the funhouse. You really would. It'd be fantastic. Go after that rabbit. Everybody abuses Rika, that Rika, who was your rabbit. biggest influence in wrestling that made you become a wrestler? Mm. Well, as we went over earlier, Jeff Hardy was always an inspiration as far as his, you know, attitude toward things, his inspiration, you know, inspirational attitude, his charismatic ability, you know, and, and the things that he was doing. But as far as my wrestling overall, is always going to be Eddie Guerrero. Eddie. I respect that man. And even after his, his passing and growing up watching him and all of that kind of stuff, I have watched more of his stuff and, and have earned more of a respect for him than I ever could say even since I've been a wrestler. I know, you know it's a little bit of a personal question, so forgive me in advance. You're about 13, if I'm doing the math right, when Eddie passes away. Did you shed tears over Eddie? Oh, my gosh. Oh, like, around that time, the internet was just blowing up. Mm -hmm. So it was like MySpace type things. And um, when I found out that Eddie had passed, and I think I heard about it actually at school, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it at all. Because there was no checking Facebook or, you know, it was no, you'll hear about it in five minutes all over the place on Twitter. You know, it was none of that. So it was like, do I want to take... My best friend, who's a wrestling fan as well, do I want to take his word that Eddie has passed? I've got to go find out myself. So I'm going to the library right after school to get on the Internet so I can start searching stuff up. And sure enough, as soon as I found out that it was true, I squalled like a baby. I'm not going to lie. Just because it was, 
it's like a piece of my childhood. And that's the first one that I ever can actually remember a wrestler passing away in my lifetime and, and actually feeling that emotional connection. You I know, might as well ask you while we're on the subject, uh, any thoughts on Chris Benoit? After all, he was Eddie's best friend. We know how they were always linked together one way or the other. How did you feel when you heard about Chris Benoit? Did you love him as a wrestler and did things change when you heard what he did? This is a rabbit hole that we're going to need a whole nother podcast for, but I promise Chris Benoit always will be one of my top five favorite wrestlers just because there was nothing that that man couldn't do. Rico, here's, mean, here's the most serious question of them all. I'm sorry to interrupt you, no, Farrell. Those are two very good questions. Here, here it comes. But this is very important. Here it comes. Have you ever gotten a blowjob with your mask on? Oh, my God. Please say yes. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. And this is 100% honesty. My wife's biggest fear is clowns. Oh. Her number one her number one fear oh. is clowns. Uh-oh. Okay. So, the rule was when I decided to take on this personality, this charismatic clown you see before you, the one rule was that the mask never enter the bedroom. Mm, that's rough. That so, no, 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 to, to no. answer your damn question, no, I never, no never did. No sex in the mask. Damn. That's a little bit disappointing. That's rough. All right, Rico, we're almost out of time. Who's winning the Royal Rumble? Ooh. Ooh. There's a couple different ways I would love to see this go. I would love to see The Rock come back, take hold what's his, and really show who's the head of the table for real. Of course. I would uh, love that to happen. Or just out of breaking the titles apart from Roman and maybe bringing back some old-school Winged Eagle nostalgia, I would love to see Cody Rhodes mm. win the belt and turn what, the world championship back into the Winged Eagle. What do you think is going to happen, though? If you're forced to pick one thing, give me one prediction. Who Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. I could see that. Inferno can't, is really – I think he's right. Rika wins the Rumble. Are you going to be in the Rumble? You know, uh, I did get a call earlier, and uh, <laughs> you never know where Rick is going to be. The carnival sets up every town it goes to, so I may just be at the Rumble. Well, Rick, God knows you've hit the big time. Thank you for joining Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro. Thank you. We'll be looking for you out there. Thank you for a fantastic interview. Unbelievable. Enjoy the Rumble, and say hello to yes. your wife. Thank you. Right, thanks, brother. Ricka. Great job. All right, thanks. Well, what'd you think? I, you I loved, loved him. You loved I it. I loved him. See, you know, don't I you tell, start. I gotta tell people don't out start. there. Right? So no, you don't. Do, when do I, not When I make start. bookings, right, sometimes I look at Farrell him like, what did looks you at just me do? like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Farrell, have I ever failed you? And I'm, there's been times where Farrell's like, he's like, he was aggravated, like he didn't, and also he's like, wow. I wasn't aggravated. No, about I'm not this talking one. about I was this. Puzzled. Not about this particular. Yeah, not, one. No, I'm talking in the past. You've mellowed out. You've you've oh, learned. Yeah, you've been, definitely have. Believe it or not, folks, grips. I have. Yes, yes. But it, like, really, in the beginning, he'd be like, no. And then all of a sudden, be like, oh man, that was really enjoyable. Well, you know why all of a sudden I started doing that? Because we were starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger names. Because in the beginning, I was like, what's with the janitor from fucking Patchogue? I don't want him on. Listen, but you we know, figured it out. I, you know, I don't like the indie scene. The janitor didn't. But, but you know, okay. I don't like the indie scene. No, I know. So I when know. I bring an indie guy in He's here, cool. I do with homework, right? Yeah. I know yeah. they're I going to be his, good. I love his I face. could see the way they're talking. I could see the way they're right. wrestling. And I'm like, you right. know what, this guy... Like, He's entertaining. You remember the, uh, the, the kid great. from the black and yellow? He was entertaining. Yes, yes he was. How yes, about he the, was. Uh, the guy who played the Malta was guy? Fantastic. He was fantastic. He was great. This guy was great. He was great. He, he was, was great. Great, great job. All right, so great we want to wish everybody a wonderful Thursday. As always, God bless you. Yes, Thank sir. you yes, for everything. Before we go, Pharaoh, winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, winner of the Men's Royal Rumble. Who do you got? Oh, shit. Well, I mean, again, all right. All miracles aside, I want it to be The Rock. But but, I'm going to pick Cody Rhodes. Ultimately, you want it to be The Rock. I'm going to pick Cody Rhodes. But you're going to try to say, I don't believe he's coming, so I'm going with Cody. I'm going to pick Cody Rhodes. Okay, Women's Rumble. I still think it's going to be Naomi. What's wrong with me? 
That's fine. But I do agree that logically it would be Rhea Ripley. So your dream is Naomi. Right, but realistically, Rhea. Rhea. So I'm going to say Rhea's going to win it, but I do believe Naomi will come back. Okay? But Rhea will win the Women's Rumble. For the men, I'll make the statement. Do I think Cody Rhodes is going to win it? Yes. Yeah. I will be highly disappointed if The Rock doesn't come and win the Rumble. I'll be so. So disappointed. Well, why do you do that to yourself every year? This, this has been a tease and a half. For like we're running out of time. Now. I know we're we running, are running out, of time. out of time. You think The Rock would know? And the other, know? the other thing is like rumors about Stone Cold. Stone Cold would be great, but the Rock's got to be now. You know what? I'd rather have CM Punk to be honest. With I, you. I, I gotta agree. Right? I gotta agree. But I'll with go that. with Cody Rhodes. My my spoilers for a bunch of the stuff is I think Rhea. Is going to win the women's rumble, and she's going to enter the men's rumble. That'd be interesting. Okay, and you will see a face-off between her and So Soa Sequoia, right? And Solo. I don't think they'll right. touch each other or whatever. Well, I will tell you a fun thought. I thought, and I might be on the minority, but if Dominic Mysterio won the rumble, I wouldn't be so dead set against it. Oh my God! Wouldn't that be wild? You know, you really are an interesting cat, Cody Rhodes. Clearly. Cody Rhodes is up here. Dominic is down here currently. Let's face it. Fair this. enough. You know, what do you mean, Cody? Give me Dominic. I mean, like, you are interesting. I, gotta... I want the story. Well, I tell you what. I personally love Dominic Mysterio, and he's slowly turning into Eddie Guerrero, the next Eddie Guerrero type. And uh, the sky is the fucking limit I for this I don't kid. want to see Sami Zayn win it. No, it wouldn't. No, okay. no. And I will tell you something. If you really want to add on to it, if Solo is one of the last members... And somehow Roman comes out and tells him to get out of the ring because he doesn't want him to win it. And he comes, stays, and wins it. That could be a hot storyline. Roman versus Solo, could you just imagine? It could be, too. That would be fantastic. Well, I want to thank you all again. Spidey, everybody says goodnight. Another great job. Spidey, Spidey. Goodnight, everyone. Love you all. (laughs) Send us on our way, buddy. Spidey's going to send us on our way. Spidey, Spidey, say goodnight to the audience for us. And don't forget to say later at the end. You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and until next time, later. (laughs) He did it. He did it. Later.